This is Global Ambitions, your 15-minute window into the minds of localization and international go-to-market experts. Discover how they respond to their biggest challenges. Here's today's host. I'm Antoine Ray, and I'll be your host today for this Global Ambition podcast episode. And my guest today is Mayu Nurminen, who's the localization manager and strategy at what three words? And today we're going to be talking about impact localization. Mayu, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's dive directly into this. Um, I understand that what three words is trying to really create a local experience. And uh, to do that, there seems to be some uh, iterative uh, process in the localization uh, approach. Can you describe the concept a little bit and, uh, and the process for us? Sure. And I guess, you know, a good place to start might be to kind of explain, you know, a little bit context and, you know, where this whole concept um, actually mm-hmm. stems from. Because, you know, at what three words, our main consumer product is an app. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a few years ago, we realized that our, our, our global app store listings, they were not performing well enough for us. Um, and at the time, our listings, they were localized probably in a very similar way as, you know, as, as many other companies localized their, their listings. They were visually identical across different markets with, you know, the same design concept. The copy was, you know, it was translated from our UK English listing. And, you know, of course, we had we had localized keywords for, you know, SEO, but that was essentially ASO or App Store Optimization for us done. And what we hadn't fully appreciated at the time was that there is a difference between being available in in a certain language and you know actively influencing decision making by Mm. providing an experience and you know when you think about it seo only brings people to the app listing the the hard work actually comes comes after that when you actually when you have to convince them to download your app in in a matter of seconds really um so so it can't be good enough good enough localization to to stop there so there is this idea that you know localization is is typically approached as almost like a checkbox exercise even you know even in continuous localization i would say or you know when we get more creative and and do something like transcreation we localize something and then it's done and i find it curious that we we do this while in in fields like let's say ux writing it's common knowledge that you know tweaking something sometimes ever so slightly perhaps you know just changing one word it can lead to massive changes in, in user behavior and, and conversion and so to me this this raises the question is it possible that we're missing out if if our localizations are static and we don't actually we don't iterate them at all and you know of course so far we've only really talked about language even though you know of course any visual elements for example they are a huge part of any digital experience as well and this side of localization is, is often is often overlooked so Impact localization is it's an approach that we have been using at Law Three Words to kind of bridge these gaps for the past actually coming to two years now, almost two years, in order to, you know, go from having information available in a certain language to to actually localize an experience, I would say. And and you know, leveraging this thinking from UX that, you know, iteration through user feedback or user data, that's you know how the really good stuff is built. So um in practice. Um, we keep tweaking um, the different components of our key market app store listings in, I would say, a very, very typical agile process. So, you know, we plan and define what we need to do, whether it's, you know, create new copy that tests, you know, a different locally relevant message or, you know, we change something in the design 
Um, then our cross-functional, we have a cross-functional ASO team localizing our listings these days. Uh, the team delivers these the localized assets. We run an A-B test to see how you know the users in that market right. um, respond to that change. And we keep iterating and also you know testing testing entirely new concepts based on these learnings. So I think instead of this, you know, going back to what I said earlier, instead of this linear localization process that has a start point and an end point, this is more of a circular model. Darwinian translation. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, you know, in summary, impact localization, I would say it is data-driven. Um, data is, is important. Secondly, it is iterative. And thirdly, it is holistic. So we it, it goes way beyond being, you know, just a linguistic operation. So we localize, we localize messaging, we localize design concepts to, to deliver a, a better experience. Right. And what I think is quite important here to, to mention as well is that we, we focus specifically on our most important markets, the most important, you know, language in that sense, and the most important touch points with the users or the prospective users even. And and I think that is important to emphasize because obviously, you know, I'm not here to say that, you know, nobody should have any static localizations at all. Of course, we, we right. need those as well. But, you know, simply this is a way to put more effort into into those key conversion points where I think localization you know needs to work a little bit harder um than just for example inform people in a, in a certain language about a certain product yeah and in in your case look the good news is that you have a very concise scope because you're working with an app and the and the app store itself and especially if you're concentrating on a few key uh, languages i presume like you have to work closely you've mentioned a b testing there so with that team but also working with the design and ux team as well as local marketing uh, so I can imagine that some of the challenges that you might have uh, around research and in-country resources, would that be right? Yes. Yeah, that's the short answer. Yes. Um, I think, you know, that that is the most obvious challenge, especially for, you know, com- a company our size that does not have, you know, a massive local market presence in these places mm-hmm. when you compare right. to, you know, some multinational company that has, you know, a real marketing machine in every country they they operate in. We don't, we don't have that. So... We've had to do, you know, a lot of the initial research to to inform, for example, our design, how, how we localize our design concepts. We do it ourselves and, you know, sort of on who's got a bit of time this week basis. So, you know, parts mm-hmm. of the process can be a bit crude, at least, you know, at the beginning. At the same time, I think, you know, once you or at least in my experience, once we, once we started getting these, these results that we eventually did, the change is so significant and impressive that, you know, fairly soon, you know, it becomes obvious that resources need to be allocated. And so can you tell me how many languages do you specifically do that in? The product is localized in 50 languages, uh, which is, again, a very unusual number for a company our size. But but yeah, certainly, you know, have to keep in mind the business priorities and, and you know, again, the, the somewhat limited limited resources. And that's why we're really focusing on, on where we or where, where we need localization to really support those business objectives at the moment. Yeah. And do you gather the feedback from the actual users themselves as well as local marketing teams or local resources? Yeah, so the App Store, both App Stores actually, um, I think they, they come with a handy backend tool that you would, your team would use to, to set up these A-B tests. And that mm-hmm. you know, shows you the data very, very clearly, you know, how, how your users are responding okay. to you know, your new variant in comparison to the control. So we use that data as kind of, that's how we communicate with our, our users. And, and, you know, that shows us, you know, what's working um, and, and, you know, what, what, what isn't, essentially. 
Okay. And can you tell us like maybe of like you've done that for a number of years, you mentioned two years there. So what's, what are the success metrics? I suppose for the last two years that keeps you doing that technique of impact localization and probably expanding it to other languages at some stage. What have you observed like that are driving different success metrics? Yeah, so the, the conversion rate of our App Store listings, that's obviously the where we want to move the needle. We don't want to, you know, when people arrive at our App Store listing, we don't want to lose them. We want as many as possible mm -hmm. to, to decide to download the app. Um, and I think, you know, in this in this A-B test that we've been running, it's it's really helpful to get that hard data to be able to see exactly what it is that, you know, that seems to be working in that market and that, you know, that's moving the needle quite quickly. I think anyone who's doing app store optimization notices that actually the headline visuals, I think they're called, the um the first first two screenshots, for example, your design and your messaging in those is your that's kind of where the magic is at and, and that's what you want right. to focus on. So kind of circling back to the importance of design localization, it's it's incredibly important and, and localizing your messaging, not just, you know, translating the same from, from one listing to another. So in these A-B testings, it's, been, it's become very obvious that this is the right approach for, for us in App Store localization specifically. And I think another exciting learning here is that it is the importance of, of being able to demonstrate the kind of the power of localization and and you know how it can be used as the strategic function that it essentially is you know in the organization's own context so you know when we're able to to say you know hey we did this in our whatever market app store listing and and you know we saw let's say a 10 percent increase in in the conversion rate which is phenomenal anyone who's, who's done ASO knows that that's that's quite the result this has been really really inspiring for for others in the company as well and actually we've been able to expand the use case from from app stores to other user acquisition projects that we have whether it's you know performance marketing or or what have you. So there, there certainly is kind of scope to use it more broadly. And it's been really, really, I think, helpful to be able to show exactly how it works in the organization's own context, in this case, our own App Store listings. Yeah, because I presume there's different phases in customer acquisition where you have to mm -hmm. help them to find you first, like using uh, impact marketing uh, in that case, I guess. They have to then convert into someone that's going to be downloading you know, and into uh, daily active users. And so they have to uh, find you, be able to use you and love you eventually. There. So it's interesting to see that you're doing that then on marketing content as well, that impact localization. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we formed this cross-functional team that, you know, where we've got our, you know, data analysts, we've got designers, we've got um, UX team, we've got product marketing, consumer marketing, localization, all kind mm -hmm. of working together. And we've formed similar teams to work on different projects. So whether it is, you know, app store optimization or let's say Facebook ads or what have you. So it's definitely been identified as a very impactful method uh, mm -hmm. to, <laughs> no pun intended there, but, you know, very impactful method to drive acquisition and conversion. Very good. Mayu, this is very interesting. And I think our listeners would be very happy to listen to your input, you know, on this. And they might have queries for you. So you might get contacted a lot on LinkedIn and other places <laughs> there. But Thanks very much for your participation in this podcast. And we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks again so much for having me. This is great. Thanks for tuning in to Global Ambitions. Subscribe at globalambitions.net or wherever you get your podcasts.